wartime tale of friendship. Today I'm talking about devotion. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Devotion, which is a critically acclaimed movie that has, uh, I would say, had some of the worst luck it can possibly have in terms of, um, well, I'll get into it in my introduction, but um, but one that I think covers a couple of interesting ideas that uh, not a lot of movies of its ilk have done before. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today. So without further ado, let's get started. A lot of movies suffer from bad luck. There are countless movies with similar plots where one goes on to be successful and spawn a franchise, while the other one bombs or goes out with a whimper. This is what happened with Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down, where Gerard Butler got to make three sequels, and White House Down is considered a box office bomb. Or maybe it was released on the same day as the biggest hit of the year, and was out of theaters before it could gain any standing. In Devotion's case, it had a trifecta of bad luck. The first is that the movie all about fighter pilots was released the same year as Top Gun Maverick. Not only that, but number two, one of the movie's stars, Glenn Powell, also starred in Top Gun Maverick. And the final unfortunate element is that the movie's co-lead is now is the now in battle Jonathan Majors, who was accused of violence by a former partner, and is currently in the midst of legal proceedings around it. Bad luck all around. So is this movie a hidden gem that will be forgotten to movie history? The movie tells the story of two Navy pilots, Jesse Brown and Thomas Hudner Jr., two capable pilots who are eager to prove themselves on the battlefield, but without a war to fight. But when fighting breaks out in Korea, Brown and Hudner's life experiences may threaten to break the trust between the two men. So, I'm not entirely certain if this material works as a movie. I want to be very clear that I think this is more of a structural issue with material like this than anything else. The story itself, especially Brown's, is important, and it's good that it's being told. And I also thoroughly enjoy the movie's message, the performances, and a lot of the directing choices. So I'm going to highlight what works before I dig into why it's a bit messy to make this particular story into a movie. So let's start with the performances. I'm not going to spend too much time gushing over the acting of this movie, mainly because of the allegations against Majors, and I don't want to shower him with praise for his acting talents as if that excuses anything else he's accused of. That said, Majors and Powell are great fits for this material. Powell has the look of a classic movie star and looks great in a crew cut, so asking him to play a charismatic friend in a period piece like this is about as on the money as casting goes, he's also just naturally charismatic. Just as Major's smoldering intensity matches the inner turmoil that Brown has constantly had to face and fight being a black man in America and in the military. These two bounce off each other quite well, and it helps the audience see and feel the bond between the two men growing. We also have great direction. J.D. Dillard hasn't included, much, hasn't included much action in his movies so far. He's mostly done small-scale or grounded thrillers, but he's clearly very talented and handles the small and big moments within this movie exceptionally well. The flashy stuff includes the war sequences that thread the difficult PG-13 needle of being gritty and intense without feeling soft, and the air sequences look crisp and emphasize practical effects where possible, and also have some really cool ideas, for instance, seeing a crash crash landing from a plane wing. 
and that extends to the dialogue scenes that are blocked and shot to make majors feel like the focal point and includes one of the coolest scene transitions I've ever seen. It's a sweep across the ocean into the next scene that is so seamless I commented on it out loud. And then we get to the theme. It would have been very easy to make this a movie about friendship in spite of a racial barrier, which would then dip into the white savior problem so many similar movies fall into. What I really like is that none of Brown's fellow pilots, including Hudner, do not need to be convinced of Brown's competence, and Brown himself is uninterested in becoming an inspiring figurehead for military brass to show off. In fact, the film's main emotional conflict isn't in Hudner accepting Brown, but in learning how to support Brown on Brown's terms. Hudner's natural instinct is to stand up for Brown and fight for him, which is noble, but as Brown points out, not what he wants or particularly helpful, because that showy stuff also makes Hudner blind to Brown's experience. For instance, what a small comment about defying orders means for Brown versus what it would mean for Hudner in an official military report. The journey here is about Hudner learning to be an ally to Brown without caping for him or trying to fight his battles for him. Brown already had to do a ton of fighting to get here, and all he wants now is someone he can trust to do the right thing for him, also why he's hesitant to bring any of his fellow pilots to his home, or why he bucks instructions on a regular basis. So why does this run into trouble as a movie? Well, how do you end this? The ending of this movie is where the natural narrative structure of a war movie and the theme don't mesh very well. I think J.D. Dillard and company do their very best, but it's hard to do when you need a moment where Brown and Hudner come to an understanding or it all clicks for Hudner. Without spoiling anything, the real end to this story doesn't latch on to this idea, but because of how movies, especially big budget war movies work, it kinda has to. It's like the film wants to create a classic war movie vibe, including the themes of brotherhood and sacrifice, overwhelming personal grievances, and, showing, and people showing their mettle when it counts. That's also trying to demonstrate how to be an effective ally to disenfranchised people at the same time. And that's very messy. Still, has a lot of solid ideas. As, messing as, as messy as the ending feels, Devotion still warrants a recommendation by addressing a topic that countless movies before it ignore. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.